Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Frights of the Roundtable is brought to you by Crazy Famous, the new award-winning indie comedy from writer-producer Bob Farkas and director Paul Jarrett. Crazy Famous is about Bob, a famous-obsessed average Joe who escapes a mental institution with a band of misfits for one of the mo- uh, one last desperate attempt to be famous. Starring Gregory Lay, Richard Short, Catherine Curtin, and A.J. Nadeau, Crazy Famous is now available for pre-order on iTunes and will be available on VOD January 9th, so coming up this uh, Tuesday. Uh, how far would you go to be famous? So, uh, so guys, welcome to Frights of the Roundtable. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and tonight I have a special guest because uh, we're doing Solo Thursday. Basically, Solo Thursday is my one chance to like just interview people one-on-one. So for Solo Thursday, the first person I picked tonight, Alex Lakehurst. How are you doing, Alex? Good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, glad to have you Good. on the show. Uh, we've been in talks about stuff before, like, you know, having you come on my show before, and things just never seemed to, to work out yeah. with this crazy world. So I'm very glad mm-hmm. uh, you, you approached me recently and kind of was like, oh, you know, I'd love to do an interview. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Um, so to begin with, um, how did you get, like, um, I guess, how did you get into the entertainment industry? Um, well, I heard a guy named Mr. Skin, or a company named Mr. Skin in Chicago. It's the uh, fast forward to the good parts where I'm sure many, I don't know if, how many people, if you're familiar with it, but. It just shows the nudity parts of movies, mainstream movies, mm-hmm. not porn or anything. So, um, and they did, it, it was a full, it's a full website. And uh, I wrote articles and uh, did interviews for people, for for the magazine. And I started a blog. Uh, I was going to uh, interview Christy Canyon, who is my idol. And um, I started a blog called Road to Christy Canyon, and I started doing, you know, I started doing topless photos on there because we have very similar body shapes. And that's pretty much where it began, and then it just kind of, like, snowballed from there. And I, um, um, yeah, that's how that started. So this uh, Road to Christy Canyon um, uh you know, basically this whole beginning of it, was that more like a, like, blog about, you know, meeting her or, like, how you became obsessed with her or anything like that? Like, what was, what was, yeah, what was that yeah, feeling? It, it was basically, I started it a few months before my actual interview with her, so I was going to go to California, um, and I, I'm trying to remember what months it was, but 
it turned into, because I got so many followers and fans, it turned into uh, basically, um, like, I would, I would review her videos, I would review other videos, um, I, you know, and I talked about myself a little bit, um, and then after I did the interview, I started the website We Could Be Naked because Road to Canyon was so popular, um, I needed to have... You know, I wasn't going to see her anymore. <laughs> I needed a different blog. And We Could Be Naked turned into a pretty much like an everyday kind of blog about what my life and what I was doing and what movies I was doing and, um, you know, things about, I don't know, it was basically very sexual in nature. So um, that's how that, that's where that was from. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love your "We Could Be Naked" um, blog site. I just think it's a lot of fun. Um, you have some great articles in there. Um, what, 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 would, what was like the first article that you wrote for "We Could Be Naked"? Uh, probably the first blog post. You know, it was just the beginning of the. Oh, you're talking about the the anal sense was the first one I actually got published um, at a Mister Skin site. That was the first article. Um, the blog itself is just, you know, the first blog I did. I think it was 2007, um, which is just an introduction. Um, and then I went on and I tried a lot of different things, like reviewing movies, um, doing a, um, you know, picking a starlet or, you know, somebody I I found very attractive and doing a, a story about her. Or I would just rant and rave about whatever I felt like <laughs> and I would post naked pictures so <laughs> yeah it was really fun good um I you know that's that's really cool because like uh some people aren't um I guess they're, they're not comfortable with their skin you know and stuff and it seems that you obviously if you get if you do a whole thing called you could be naked I mean you're obviously okay with that you know or whatever uh, was that always something that you were comfortable with, or is that something that you kind of grew into being more comfortable with? I um, I was always insecure when I was younger. Um, not until I mean I was in my thirties when I started. We could be naked, um, and I remember having a. I've never had an issue about pornography. I've never thought it was terrible, um, and. I had a friend who took some pictures of me, um, and we were, we were outside. We were on, it was a private porch, but we were still outside, and I had no problem. I wasn't embarrassed. Um, I felt very comfortable in front of the camera, and so that's, yeah, so I thought, you know, if I can do this, it's probably something I should pursue and explore even more. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I'm not really insecure naked i'm more insecure in my clothes <laughs> to be honest really you know? like the, yeah but, so yeah that's interesting because you know so most people are the i guess that you know i don't know for the opposite you know what yeah. i mean yeah yeah, yeah. but you, you i mean seem i'm not to, you know, um, I, mm, go ahead i can't go to a mall naked i mean that would be very bad but you know as far as being in front of the camera, I have a lot more confidence than, um, I mean, I have confidence 
everyday confidence, but there's just a lot of confidence when I'm in front of the camera, um, which I think is kind of typical for a lot of people. They just kind of, you just kind of change. There's something in your mind that just clicks over. So there, all right, it's time to perform. You've got to look this beautiful. Go for it. And I was able to do it. Okay, so um, when was, like, the transition into adult film work? Um, I think 2007, I did a video on my own, um, and I called it Naked Video. Um, And it was fun. I sold it, um, you know, myself. And then I... I I did a bunch of solo videos for some local guys around here, uh, and um, at first I just didn't I didn't think I wanted to do boy girl or you know full on porno, but um, it was so there was a lot of money involved, one thing, and it was <laughs> I don't know it was just it, it was it was just better it was better for my career I just kept going up. So <clears throat> probably around 2007, I started doing solo, and then 2008, I was doing full-on porn for, like, score and um, sensational Bang Brothers, those guys. So. Yeah, uh, Bang Brothers has been around for, like, a long time that I've known. Um, mm-hmm. did, like, were, were they, I mean... Like, I've always wondered about them, because they do so much stuff. It's not just, like, one specific thing, you know? Like, I mm-hmm. I think they... Mm-hmm. I remember them doing, like, the... Was the Bang Bus or something that they yeah. did a while back? Yeah. Where they would, yeah, pick up girls or whatever. But um, then I saw, like, later on, they did, like, a whole bunch of different actual videos and stuff. So um, were they, like... Is it just, like, a couple guys, or is it, like, a whole... Like company that run that. Oh no, group. it's a huge company, huge. Um, they have so many different sites uh, under the Bang Brothers umbrella. Um, I I didn't have that great of an experience with them, so I I only worked with them the one time, um, and I don't think they had a good experience working with me, so I never got called back. Uh, but they they are huge. Um, they're bigger than score, um, you know, and Bang Brothers is just a, it's it's just like any other big, huge corporation. It's got its good parts and its bad parts. So, but they're, yeah, there's a lot of money at Bang Brothers. I well, prefer to work with no more. Uh, have you worked for, uh, like, browsers? I think you went a group or something. I think that's what they're called. Browser. You know, I, I you know, here's here's the thing. There's uh I used to work for this guy that lived um a little like about twenty miles from my house. So I would go there and I would do a bunch of videos and he would sell them to separate places and he said he said one you know, was for browse uh, browsers and or whatever they're I can't pronounce them. And so yeah, yeah, I have but I've never worked for them um there was always some an in between person. I never worked for them personally. Like I never went to to see them. Um, right. They would just buy from the guy who who 
did the photos and the videos. Yeah, I'm always curious about the the industry because, you know, it's almost like the independent film industry. You know, um, they're very, you know, similar in style. And uh, the only difference is, like, the companies that exist, I mean, they make a lot more money than independent film industry does, you know. Like, they, it's just a bigger thing. Um, Do you feel because of, and I I ask um, a lot of adult film actresses, this same question, um, but do you feel that uh, the like industry is kind of shifting at all because of like free media, uh, like X videos and all that other stuff? <clears throat> you mean like uh, social media or? Well, no, I mean like um, uh, there's a lot of um, you know there's a there's a lot of videos out there that are for free. On these sites and everything. Oh, you, you mean kind of yeah. kills? Yeah. Yeah, that's why. Do you think that kills like anymore. people buying them? Yeah. Well, that's why you don't do it anymore. It's. I don't do it anymore because they can't pay me what I want. Um, the, I, the last time I went to score, I asked for a certain amount, and they gave me a dollar less. So you know, it's really like, uh, um, it's so there's so much competition because everything is for free that it's not worth it. Uh, actually, it's not worth it for me as an actress to go around and do any more videos. I was making good money before, but it's just not anymore, you know. So, but yeah, there's a huge shift. They've got to figure something out, uh, how to protect their videos. Because my Bang Brothers video was out, I think, within like a couple months after I did it. It was It was on a free site. And that was, you know, that was weird. I was like, oh, so, I mean, I didn't, you know, we don't, you don't get royalties anymore unless you're a huge star and work for Wicked or Vivid or anything. But um, you do get a following. And the, the companies, if they sell a lot of your videos, they call you back. Well, they're not anymore because you can get it for free. So yeah, it's a huge yeah. shift, and I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, hopefully somebody. I'm not, you know, like technical person. So I, hopefully somebody will come up with some way of changing this so that it again becomes lucrative because it is one of the big. It used to be, and it probably still is one of the biggest money makers in the world. You know, um, mm-hmm. so it's just, you know, I. I just I, I I just feel bad for porn <laughs> that, that it's going through this little problem. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, porn's kind of been around since what the seventies or probably even earlier, you know, and yeah, you know, like yeah. it really took off in the seventies, and it was a completely different thing. Like it was it was taken seriously, like um, like film, you know, and everything. Yeah, and then when anybody could make a um, and, and once again, that goes into like the, the it's kind of like the mainstream um, thing, you know, going into indie. Uh, anybody can make an indie film these days, you know, with technology and everything like that. Anybody can make a porno, and anybody can put their video up on these sites or whatever. You start getting, you know, Twitter followers. You know, like it's insane. Right. Um, it is. Um, so yeah. you're right. There's a lot Which... of competition. 
I think it's a good thing that anybody can make a porn now because, um, you know, different, you know, before it was like a bunch of Jenna Jameson's, a bunch of, you know, really beautiful, and not to say that girls aren't beautiful now, um, but there's a lot more of them, a lot more, much, very, very beautiful girls, and, and a lot more variety. You know, you've got you've got the big girl stuff, um, and you've got, I mean, it's just, there's just so many areas you can go into when it comes to sex on film. And so I think it's kind of fun that anybody else, anybody can make their fantasy come true if they get a video camera and, you know, a little bit of money. Um, so that's cool. I like that. But, yeah, the competition is crazy <laughs> now. Yeah, definitely. Um, now, I want to kind of segue, because we did kind of mention the indie film, but you did, uh, you worked with Chris Heaver, uh, Low Budget Pictures, mm-hmm. on uh, Key Wolf, and I believe the other uh, film you had done was the Blue Cheese Brothers, if I'm correct. Uh, that's what oh, I, yeah. uh, uh, so, uh, but anyway, I really want to talk about Ski Wolf because Ski, uh, I haven't seen the Blue Cheese Brothers, so I can't really, you know, talk about that or ask questions about it, but I can, and mm. you can talk a little bit about that too, because I know you play Succubus in that and stuff, and, um, but I, I want to talk about Ski Wolf because you said you just rewatched it, and I, I watched it and did a, uh, my friends and I did a, um, uh, podcast about it, like a review, mm-hmm. and um, and I think it still holds up. It's it's one of my favorite Chris Eber movies. Um, uh, well, you know, you get different people's opinions on different ones. You know, and I I don't know how Chris feels about the film itself. Um, so can't speak for him, but I I can say I I really enjoyed it. Um, relooking back at it, um, what did you think about it? Um, I met Chris. He was a fan of my, I think he contacted me through my blog. And I met him in Indianapolis. Uh, I believe it was Indianapolis. I might be wrong, but it was in Indiana somewhere for a convention. And I went, I sat at their table, um, the low budget pictures table, and I sold magazines. And I really thought he was great. He was a great guy. Um, He had a lot of... um, he just wanted to make movies. Uh, I found out, you know, he he doesn't get paid a lot for these movies, but his favorite, you know, that's just the, the one thing that he wants to do is, is write these movies, bad or good or whatnot. He just wants to get them done and make them just for the sake of making them. So I did Ski Wolf basically for that and because he helped me out in Indianapolis. And um, I, you know, I mean, it's a cheesy movie. It's it's ridiculous, but it's they had so much fun. Um, they really really enjoy what they do, and I had a good time, um, and I was honored to be in it. And you know, I I look back at it, and it, you know, I I have so many people requesting me to send them copies and <laughs> of it, and it's just really I think it's really cool that it. it you know, that we did it. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of really good memories of that week, weekend. So that's what I think. It I'm was, just just 
really proud of Chris. I think I was just really impressed with him. But looking back at it as a, you know, having having not seen it in a while, uh, was there anything that, like, kind of jogged your memory about it, like working on the film? Um, well, I, you know, the Trent Haga, I went to college with him, so that was kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> I was sort of nervous. Um, I remember the first time, like, I couldn't watch it for a long, I can't watch my stuff. Um, I have a really Really? hard time, unless it's, yeah, I just, I don't like, it's not even about my body or anything, it's it's my face. I get annoyed with myself. (laughs) I know that sounds weird, but I'm just like, I think I overact. (laughs) But, um, well, for Christmas movies, that's perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, right. (laughs) But um, I actually, when I watched it, I was like, it's a lot better than I remembered it. And um, we, the, um, the the set, it was just interesting because I, I went to, you know, I went to Columbia College in Chicago and a lot of my friends were film majors. So I was kind of familiar with how to set up a, a scene. And um, I remember <clears throat> being there not really understanding some of the... Um, which you might call it, the uh, costume choices and characters in it. But I, you know, it was so goofy and we, and crazy anyway that it it made a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask me something specific, I guess, about filming. Well, uh, yeah, because, you know, you mentioned uh, you had known Trent Haga and you were – um, I guess working with him, having you know known him beforehand, was like because you you guys all had like a, a good like you know um, you know camaraderie you know around you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I like yeah. I liked uh, I loved Heather Maxson in it. Um, I don't know the other guy's name. Um, that was uh, the, the the guy with the bundled up face. You couldn't see his face, but you heard him. He sounded like a cartoon. I still can like, uh, um, but he was awesome. You know, like everybody, your whole yeah. crew was hilarious. Um, yeah, you guys were characters. You know, out of like eighties uh, comedies. You know, or whatever, kind right, of like a mixture right. of stuff. And um, I just, I loved your character uh, the most too because uh, she was just, you know, like it looked like you were enjoying being like a cool bitch too. Yeah. You know, uh, I usually to them, you I know? usually don't play that. Yeah, I usually am not like in porn. I'm usually that sweet little girl next door. I'm like, hi, <laughs> and it was yeah, it was kind of fun playing something. But you know, we, you know, Chris had us over to his place, you know, with his wife and and their baby, and like so we all got to meet each other. We all spent downtime together, getting to know each other, going through lines. Cause it was, you know, it's not like some big, huge budget thing where we had like all this money so that we could just, you know, shoot for months. It took place in like two or three days. So we got close. We, you know, brainstormed how to do a scene. So yeah, it, there was a lot of commodity because we were all part of it. We were all, you know, putting our two cents in and getting, you know, and he was, he was saying, okay, that's good. Or that's good. You know, so it wasn't, 
it wasn't um it just it was more organic i hate I, you know what i you know what i mean it it just felt easier because we knew we talked about what we wanted to do and we were able well, to yeah, do and it. That, and that was another thing too is you were mentioning that it was shot in three days and everything and I mean, a lot of people would be like, oh, my God, three days to shoot a feature film. You know, and it was like, what, mm-hmm. 70 minutes long. Like, it was not a short little movie, you know, or whatever. Right. Um, it was it was a feature. And so you had to shoot a lot of stuff and, like, you know, pretty quickly. You know, you can do everything in, like, uh, five or ten takes, you know, from different angles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you had to do it yeah. there. And um, was it... Was it fairly easy to memorize all the dialogue for it, or was it just kind of like um, kind of touch and go, like I'll, I'll do it when I, you know, kind of get to it and did you, get it out there? Did you even, did you hear the dialogue? No, it was, it was horribly, horribly hard to, to memorize that and to say it right. I think I mentioned <laughs> in one of my blog posts, it took 10 takes for me to say something, you know, um, but it was, you know, sometimes it was easy, you know, like there was like a couple of short lines I had to do and then some, sometimes it was really long. So, no, it was not easy learning the dialogue, but knowing Chris, you know, it's kind of stuff that, you know, his, that he, you know, he's just, he's just got this weird dialogue stuff going on in his head. So <laughs> I appreciated it and I did my best. But no, it was not easy at all. Well, I love it. Like I love. But we had, yeah, we had we had fun. We had a lot of fun. Yeah, and I just loved I I I loved everything. Like I loved your, uh, the the silliness of your character, and I mean, as I, I as I had stated in that thing, like maybe the sex scene went a little too long. I think you know, uh, um. Generally, his sex scenes don't go that long, so I think that was the one of the longest, like sex scenes he had done, <laughs> you know, or whatever. That was one uh, of usually that was, yeah, that was a. Um, can we do this to you? Can we do this to you? Can we do this to you? I'm like, sure, sure, sure. So they were like, we could do a lot of stuff, so we're gonna just go nuts. And that was kind of why that was so long. Because <laughs> I don't. Really you know, have, I, I, I really didn't complain really. <laughs> yeah. Good. Um, and I don't think most people did either. Um but I uh um so I guess after that you uh you'd also uh were you're a Tromet too, which I think is really cool. Um can you talk I a little a bit about tr- how you became a Tromet? Um, I met Lloyd Kaufman a couple of times at different conventions and um I he asked me to submit some photos and made me a Tromet. I didn't do any of his films because he, because Tromet, you know, like Chris Fever, I didn't get paid and I didn't mind. I totally did it for free because I like, I wanted to do it for him. But for Troma, I wanted to get paid. And they, at the time, they probably, they might now, but they didn't pay you. So I just never did any videos. But yeah, I did a couple of, I mean, basically it was a photo shoot and I was in their magazine and online, and and that was kind of cool. Um, and Lloyd was fun. I interviewed him and David Debbie Rochon. I think I interviewed Lloyd twice, and um, and then I did a joint interview with him and Debbie Rochon. 
for Mr. Skin, and that was great. She's one of my favorite B-movie actresses ever. So, um, so yeah, that's how that happened. It really wasn't like some kind of thing where there was like a crown and I was walking down, you know. <laughs> it wasn't really right. like spectacular. I just, I just sent some pictures of me and a bloody knife. <laughs> and they put me on there. There you go. Yeah. You know? like, yeah, I mean, with, with Toronto, there's no, like, audition, you know. It's just, like, he asks you right. if you want to you be a drum mm-hmm. and you're like, sure, you know. And, and I used to wear pictures, okay. When, yeah. When I did um, conventions, like, here, I would always, they would always invite me to sit at the table, the Tromet table. Or the Troma, not the Troma, the Troma table would always invite me to sit there. So I would sell magazines at conventions um, at the trauma table, even though I was there just to get interviews for Mr. Skin, I wasn't even really trying to sell anything. But they were the the the, the fans of trauma are just really amazing and great people who are dedicated. So they were trauma was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um... Especially, I guess you 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 must have been pressed for a lot of convention, you know, for Mr. Skin. Mhm. I did. Yeah, what, what you, you must have been. Okay. And you must you must have been and, pressed for Mr. Skin, you know, a lot of conventions. Yeah. Well, not. Yeah, I guess so. I I was just trying to find interviews, like, um, uh, and also just for fun. So you know, I got. How I got to Lloyd Kaufman. Yes, just sort of. I was sort of pressed. Um, they had their own thing, too. I was more of a freelance writer for Mr. Skin than anything. But my credentials would get me in for free, so I'd go <laughs> and get what oh, I that's could. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, just so you know, uh, it is like it's cut off live, so people can will have to hear the rest on the archives. Um, but I guess I got a couple more questions, and then we'll wrap it up. So, um, okay. Uh, so, okay. So after Ski Wolf and after all this stuff, um, what have like what have you been up to lately? Um, actually, I um, just don't really work in the industry at all. Um, I do, you know, I have my Facebook page and. Um, I thought about writing again, but I'm just kind of a working, you know, stiff right now, <laughs> trying to get by. I've got, um, you know, a significant other, a dog and a cat. I'm kind of normal, um, so not much, <laughs> not like before. So, I mean, I'm uh, 44, what, so, yeah. What kind so of, uh, what, like, what kind of dog do you have? I have a black lab and a um, oh. brown tabby cat. Yeah, so yeah, it's a big dog. Nice. Yeah, that's good boy. Yeah, that's awesome. I've got a dog and a cat as well. So, right. yeah, I, I, I dog, can. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's kind of like a Maltese mix kind of thing. She's really, really tiny. Mm. Um, I okay. mean, literally, it was snowing here, and she was. Uh, it snowed about seven inches here, and she was like yeah. sinking in this. Like she was like swimming as she was walking. Uh, it, was, it was cute, but it was also probably not the best for her. But um, right. you know. Uh, but yeah, mm. and then I have a um, 
a cat, but he's um what is he um uh something blue um Russian blue. Um, Ooh, okay. So he's got a little bit of that, and they're they're pretty they're they're pretty smart, you know. And he's just a kitten, so he's he's a troublemaker, you know. Um, and anyway, uh, yeah. So I I love hearing that people have like normal lives too, you know, like in this industry, yeah. like uh, you know. Um, but are you thinking about ever returning to the industry, or are you just retired? Um, if I did, it would be uh, writing only. So I wouldn't I wouldn't do any uh, video. No, I I don't think so. I mean, never say never. But right now, I have no plans on it. It's been such a long time. I can't see it changing. But I would like to get back into. I would if I came back. I would like to direct or produce or do something like that. But I don't want to be on camera anymore. Wow. So you'd like so. to be behind the scenes if you could. Yeah, if I could. Yeah. So well, hopefully that, that works out for you. <laughs> And you're able to do that. That'd be great. I would uh I would watch a Alex Lakehurst directed film, you know, period. Um and you said you're a big horror fan, so who knows? Maybe we'll get into that you know, that um Yeah, it'd be great. I would love to do horror. What's your uh so. okay, what's your favorite scary movie? I know that's a cliched line now, but like what's your favorite horror Well, film? I have a I have a I have a cliched answer. It's Suspiria. By Dario Argento. I mean, I guess that's cliched in the sense of like independent, keep you know, whatever you know, filmmakers. Mm. They're always saying that. So like, you should literally talk to people in Hollywood. Most of them would not say Suspiria, you know. So yeah, not as cliched. I yeah. Well, I mean, it, it was really you know, I saw it first time I was in college like 25 years ago or maybe 30. I don't know how long ago that was. <laughs> and uh, it was really cool. Nobody knew anything about it. Nobody knew about it for like 15 years. And I had the movie the whole time. And then it got, you know, then it kind of got some kind of re, they, they had it at the music box here in Chicago when we went to go see it. So, um, but I've never strayed. I've, that's always my favorite. I can watch it anytime, anywhere as many times as possible in a row. It's it's kind of that's my movie. I love it. Um well but I don't did I, you know they then, you know they started, remade it, right? Oh, I was no, just gonna say it. real quick, um you they uh, they remade it and uh I don't know if it's any good or not, you know, the remake, but I, I guarantee you probably not as good as obviously Terry Archer does. Uh naturally. Yeah, I'll have um, to Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no I'll have to look it up. I'll have to look it up, but that's always not a good thing. Although I did like the <laughs> Evil Dead remake. So That was good. I did like that. Yeah. But I think that was written so. by like Sam Raimi and, and you know, like they Yeah. You know, the original director wrote it, so it it wasn't going to be horrible, you know what I mean? Yeah. I but yeah, um, what, what were you saying before about the spirit? Because I know you said you were a huge fan. You were continuing. I'm sorry if I interrupted you. No, um, I don't remember actually. I just all of a sudden started thinking of Bruce Campbell. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> that's okay. in my head every now and then. <laughs> that's not a bad. Have thing. you got a chance to meet him? <laughs> oh no, I wish I could. I wish I did. No, I haven't. I think he would. That would be fantastic. Um, most of the time, Mr. Skin wanted me to just interview hot chicks or Ron Jeremy. That was pretty much it. <laughs> so. You're like, oh, I man, didn't get can to... I interview dudes that I'm, you know, that I'm <laughs> in love with? Please. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it makes sense for Mr. Skin, though, because Mr. Skin, you know, yeah, probably, women, yeah, female, yeah. you know, so it makes more sense, but, yeah. Understandable. Um, who's the okay? So last question before I'm gonna get to the, the closing thing. But um, uh, who's like the biggest uh, you know celebrity in your mind that uh, that you got to uh, interview for Mr. Skin? Uh, Ron Jeremy. Ron Jeremy. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Chrissy King's close second, but that's to see. This is in my head. You know, I mean, Ron Jeremy is still relevant today. Uh, Chrissy Cannon doesn't do much. She she does her serious radio show, and she's, you know, she's got a normal life. But, um, yeah, that would be it. Yeah, I, I interviewed Fred Owen Ray. Um, you know, I'd have to go through it. Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman. I'm not, I can't, Ron Jeremy, he's the probably the one household name that people would know. Would be that right. celebrity guy. So. Definitely. Uh, well, um, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, no chat with me. And um, how can people reach you um, if they would like to connect with you on social media? The Facebook page, Alex Lakehurst. I've got Twitter. It's at Alex Lakehurst XX. Because um, somebody already took Alex Lakehurst from me. Uh, and yeah, those are the two ways you can meet. You can chat with me. Did you? Uh, did they create a a fake Alex Lakers, or was it just their that was also their name? I don't know. I think there's a couple of them out there on Twitter. There's so many people on Twitter right now. I didn't. Um, I was just trying to. I was. I did at Alex Lakers, and they said that's already taken. So I'm like, okay, I guess <laughs> the other Alex Lakers is on here too. Uh, so I had to put XX on there, which is my I deal. Was, I was, I, yeah, I was lucky because I was like the first one of all the Jonathan Moody's to actually have Jonathan Moody. I have Jonathan Moody. Um, yeah, and then later I was upset. Lucky. Yeah, I was lucky because I, I, or I was, I was kind of upset because later on I was like, oh man, I kind of want my middle initial in there, but um, you know, but that one got taken. Uh, because, uh, and I was like, well, I was already doing a lot with the other one anyway. But then people started writing to me saying, other Jonathan movies started writing to me saying they were mad that I took their, yeah. <laughs> like, I took it before they did. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> it would be like you complaining wow. to the Alex Lakers, damn it, you stole my name. <laughs> well, I think that I'm, honestly, I think that the, the other Alex Lakehurst on Twitter or Facebook are just people posting pictures of me anyway. So <laughs> for you, yeah, for you, it's like a name thing. Mine's probably right. fake Alex Lakehurst. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not it's not somebody posting pictures of me because I I would I would find that weird, honestly. You probably find that like oh, okay, they're fans, whatever, blah blah. blah. Yeah. Um, but somebody doing it at me, I'm like, that's a catfish right there, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much once again. I'm, I'm like, you know, obviously we've talked before. I'm a fan, and and I adore all the you know all the work you've done. And everything, and um, after you know, after chatting with you tonight, I've, I completely adore you even more. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you uh, uh, for calling in. And um, yeah, if you ever get back into the industry in some way or another and want to chat again and do another interview, please, you know, uh, okay. please uh, feel free to contact me. Definitely. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Okay. Great to right. have. It's great to be here. All right. Okay. Have a good night. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you guys for listening to Frights of the Roundtable, our uh, solo Thursday show. Join us tomorrow for Frights Friday, where uh, we'll be having the director of Skeleton Cop and uh, Skeleton Cop's partner, as well as having my co-host for the night, uh, Laura Jean, uh, Laura Jean uh, Mamere. So thank you guys. Listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Um, and also, keep checking back on January 9th where you can uh, get crazy famous. So, thank you uh, guys for, and and also thanks to Indie Popcorn for being the amazing network that they are that they were able to help us out. So, thank you guys. Um, enjoy the rest of your, you know, start to 2018. Bye.